If you enjoy an icy cold glass of champagne or a refreshing mixed drink or a nice glass of wine or any booze, but don't want to feel like hell that night or the next day or the next few days, this podcast is for you. I've entered a time in my life where I figured out how to have fun and not wake up with a hangover or even that crappy feeling where you aren't hungover, but you're just tired and slow and have a stomach ache. This podcast is packed with all the tips on how to have a great time and enjoy your champagne or mixed drinks or whatever you like and feel great the next day. We are compromising zero of the fun. We're just being smarter about it and having a game plan going into it. This is the Zero Hangover Plan podcast episode. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about having fun and going out or staying in and having cocktails and drinks, whatever sort of alcohol you like, but not feeling awful afterwards. This is one of those, oh, if I would have known 20 years ago or 15 years ago what I know now, but I was actually doing quite a bit of research on this and researching different studies at colleges and um, at the Mayo Clinic and things like that to really sort of understand why we get hangovers, what it means, what alcohol does to our body. But obviously, before I get into it, I am not an expert. I am not a doctor, far from it. Um, and I know that there are experts on this, but this whole podcast is about bringing episodes to you that I feel like are worth hitting pause on life for a little bit and really thinking about. When I did a podcast about yummy, healthier cocktails, I asked in that podcast episode, hey, would you guys be interested in hearing a podcast about how to never have a hangover? And I got so, so many DMs and so many hilarious DMs about people's experiences that were like, yes, 100%, let's talk about tips on not getting a hangover. So I am not an expert. And also this, of course, is not if you have a serious issue or if you think you could be an alcoholic or things like that. That's when we really need the attention of the professionals. What we're talking about here is if you maybe go to a party or a dinner or a celebration and you tend to feel terrible afterwards or drink too much and you just kind of need a reset or a game plan, that's what this podcast episode is all about. So it's tips that I've learned. It's tips that I've learned myself in my actual life and also through doctors. You probably know I love traditional medicine and functional medicine, the way that they marry. And I always ask lots and lots of questions with the different doctors I work with. And again, in the last week, I've done a bunch of different research and read a bunch of different studies. So I'm bringing that all here so we can figure out our game plan so that we never get hangovers. So first, we know that alcohol is not great for us in general because, I mean, the whole the way alcohol works is it dulls the parts of your brain that control how your body works. So 
for lots of reasons, it's not great to overconsume for the bad decisions you could make when you are over drinking, but also what it does to your body and how it makes you feel. So what is a hangover? Alcohol is a diuretic, so it causes you to pee more, so you lose a lot of fluid. Alcohol also reduces the release of the hormone that balances your body's fluids. So now we're talking about dehydration. Dehydration causes fatigue and headaches and stomach aches. Alcohol also causes an electrolyte imbalance, which is not good. All of these things compounding. Alcohol also increases the inflammation throughout your body, which causes you to feel bad too. Another effect, alcohol makes you sleep terribly and sort of throws off the rhythm of your body. I mean, we know all these things, right? We know why alcohol makes us feel crappy and dehydrates us and just sort of throws off our whole rhythm, our sleeping pattern, all of it. And alcohol, you know, a hangover is a milder form of alcohol withdrawal. I'm sure you've heard of the hair of the dog and it's kind of like, kind of like, does the hair of the dog work? Like, yes and no. Yes, because it fixes the alcohol withdrawal problem, but it basically just postpones feeling crappy. I remember when my husband and I first started um, dating, we'd go out and have fun. And he, if I woke up feeling terrible, he'd be like, just have two more. And I'm like, no. And then you feel so terrible. You're like, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. And then you're just postponing the inevitable. So the whole point of this podcast is to get us to think about it ahead of time. Because I think a lot of things just I've learned in my own life, if I just think about something before I'm in this situation and make a game plan, it just goes so much smoother. So today we are ta- we are making some rules for ourselves in the best way so that we go out and have fun. I'm telling you, I feel like I compromise nothing, but I never feel bad the next day. And I want to have fun. I want to, you know, not like you have to have drinks to have fun. In fact, at different points of my life, um, when I'm pregnant, obviously, or breastfeeding, or just don't feel like drinking, I'll definitely go through stages of my life where um, I just don't feel like drinking and I can still have lots of fun. But other times when you feel like drinking, it makes things, it makes celebrations more fun, especially if it's kind of in a social interaction or, you know, wine tasting, celebrating with champagne at different events, whatever it is, having a beer in a pool for people, whatever it is that makes you relax and enjoy life with your favorite people, we are all about, we, you and me. So here are things that I've learned that I think will help you to never have a hangover. First rule, no shots. No shots ever. I think that a shot, even one, is the first step in the wrong direction because very rarely will people have a shot and then nothing else that hour. If you read studies, like studies that come out from from doctors and these different colleges, they kind of say that basically in order to drink in moderation, you know, it's sort of like one drink per hour and kind of like no more than two drinks is what I've read through all these different studies. So I think that shots are too strong and it's very rare that you're going to have just like a shot and then not drink anything else for the rest of the hour. So for me, it's no shots and nothing too strong. If I order a drink and it's way too strong, I'll just pour a little bit into another glass and ask for sparkling water or something else or, or you know, some sort of like fresh juice to kind of pour in. 
just because for me, it's no shots and nothing too strong because one really strong drink, like really, really strong, um, I think can give you, can cause you a hangover. And you're like, what the heck? I had one drink, two drinks, but it's just because it was just way too strong, just too much alcohol in those, in those drinks. Another thing is I really think by picking less sugary drinks, if you didn't hear that first podcast on this, go back and listen to it because by, you know, when you drink a bunch of sugary drinks, say you're in Hawaii and you drink a bunch of Mai Tais or in Mexico and you drink a bunch of margaritas, there's just so much sugar that that in itself makes you feel crappy and kind of have a turny belly. So I think pick the drier wines that have less sugar and in general, use our tips on just ordering drinks that have overall less sugar. It'll just make you feel better that day and the next day. Next, hydrate before, during, and after drinking. Hydrate with water and with electrolytes. So I um, will link in the show notes my favorite ever electrolyte powder. I swear it is like, it is just, it feels like deep hydration. So I do celery juice and I do the electrolyte powder. That day, like if I know I'm going out at night, I'll drink it during the day. And then depending, I mean, if at home, I would definitely get extra hydration. But usually while you're drinking, you're just drinking water in between, stay hydrated. And then afterwards, before I go to bed, I'll drink either a celery juice or a nice cold big glass of water with one or two scoops of the electrolyte powder. I'm telling you, it helps rebalance those electrolytes and kind of put your body back in sync. And it does wonders. So again, the whole point of this podcast is don't compromise the fun. Just have a game plan going into it and think about it. So like I said, drink your electrolyte water, drink extra water, drink celery juice before you go out. Then make sure you're drinking water during and then have more of that hydrating stuff after and even when you wake up the next day. I'm telling you, it makes a world of difference and it makes sense because like we just talked about, we know that alcohol is diuretic and we know that it causes an electrolyte imbalance. So I think that by adding in lots of extra hydration, but not just water, those electrolytes are huge. Another thing is zero energy drinks, even the zero calorie ones. There's just so many crappy ingredients with it. And I think it just makes you, it makes you jittery and it makes you, you know, it can make, it can just add to all the effects of alcohol. So zero energy drinks and low sugar drinks as much as you can. Next, probably an obvious tip, but one we should include is eat before you drink. Obviously, if you're drinking on an empty stomach, the alcohol is going to hit you so much more. So I love, even before I go out, so say I'm going to a, um, a dinner or a party, I know I'll probably have um, a cocktail or a champagne or a welcome drink before I start eating. So I'll just have some chicken breast. Like I'm basically just eating lean protein. I don't want to fill up, especially if there's like a big meal coming, but I'll eat something. I love, it just makes me feel the best chicken breast or I like organic ground chicken because to me it's just the easiest to cook and I'll just saute that up uh, uh, in a pan with a little bit of ghee and then afterwards I'll just put some sea salt and some pepper on top and then I'll just drizzle a little bit of olive oil so I'm literally just eating ground chicken but it's not dry just put it in a little bowl and it's just like lean protein easy I'll eat that before I go out because then I have something on my stomach 
and the I'm just not eating on an empty stomach. I think that's huge. So make sure you eat before you drink. And I think most people don't because you're going to a nice dinner or a birthday and you're looking forward to the meal. So it's not like fill up. It's just like protein, which is good for you anyways. And it just kind of like, you know, you're not going on an empty stomach. Eat before you drink. Next, decide ahead of time how much you're going to drink. For me, this is key. And usually for me, it's two drinks. I know that I will never, it depends on how how long of a time period, but it's interesting because when I was reading those studies and they all said one drink per hour, I'm like, yeah, but I can think of lots of times when my husband was out for eight hours and eight drinks, eight strong um, vodka sodas still equals a hangover. So there should be a time limit on that. I think for most people, depending on what it is and depending on the alcohol percentage, I really think the sweet spot is two to three drinks. So the key is decide how much, have an idea of what you might have that night and decide ahead of time how much you're going to drink. For me, this really helps because if I'm going, say we're going out with a bunch of friends and we're going to dinner at Mastro's, I will decide ahead of time, okay, I know I'm going to have two drinks, so I think... When I sit down, I love an icy cold glass of champagne. And then with dinner, I'm going to have a glass of red wine. So I know. And then also I don't drink too fast. Like you don't have to drink that fast. You can just enjoy it. For me, it's just so worth it. Like sometimes it feels a little limiting at first when people are ordering more and more and you kind of limited yourself to this set amount of drinks. But I'm telling you, you just enjoy the night so much more. Because I've learned when you have more, often once you reach that that tipping point, you don't even remember all the details of the rest of the night anyways. And you risk doing something embarrassing, sending embarrassing texts like we know. Alcohol changes our brain so we don't have as much. It doles the part of your brain that controls how your body works. So we don't want to have too much. I think overall as we grow, we learn this. Like I prefer not to be around people and be out of control. I think we all feel like that. So there are so many added benefits aside from trying to avoid a hangover that, you know, that that are that are worth limiting yourself. I think you'll feel it even if it feels limiting at the beginning, you know, it ends up being your superpower. You know, you're starting with a champagne, you're ending with a red wine, those are your two drinks and then you just sip it slower. I think that's the key. Um, another thing that is so, so decide ahead of time how much you're going to drink and don't do the thing where it's like an endless pour. So you have no idea what you're drinking. You know how sometimes you'll go to a wedding and they'll have, you're drinking like the house wine and they just keep pouring. They keep adding to it. This is the worst and the easiest way to get a hangover because you really have no idea how much you're drinking if you're, if whatever you're drinking is constantly being topped off. So even if it's tempting, I in situations like this, I never let that constant pour thing happen because I just, I want to have an idea of how much you drink. Like it's very easy to have six drinks that way and think you've kind of only had two because it's kind of like this constant little pour. So if you're in a situa- situation like that, don't let the endless pour happen. Um, have an idea so you know exactly how much you're drinking. Another thing, 
I think of going into a drinking situation kind of like I want to boost up my immune system as if I felt a cold coming on. So take your supplements just like you would if you were going to try to get, get a cold, whatever your supplements are. Maybe it's your vitamin C and your zinc. You know, I'm obsessed with magnesium, um, your daily multivitamin, I like omega-3s. I talk about this endlessly with, endlessly with Dr. Singler, my functional medicine doctor. She is brilliant and a supplement queen, and we talk about all the benefits. So I kind of phase through some of those different supplements. But if I know I'm going to go out and have cocktails, I always get the basic ones in to keep your immune system strong, just like you would um, if you were trying to fight something off. Also, try to get a good night's sleep the night before, you know, just so your body's as strong as possible. Do all the healthy things. Eat healthy, exercise. How you feel going into it makes a difference. Another thing that I've figured out in this whole process is it's so it's so valuable if you can really understand why you don't like drinking, why you don't like over drinking. For me, that was a big thing. Like I said, you know, the things where you don't remember the end of the night or you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't believe I sent that person a text or, oh, I'm embarrassed how how that night ended. Like all those things don't feel good. And also waking up feeling crappy, like maybe you wake up late or the next day you miss something that because you feel too crappy that you wanted to go to or you let someone down or you're so hungover that it's just a full waste of a day. You're in bed, you eat greasy food. Like, you know what I mean? Like those things. I think the thing that makes this whole thing easy is realizing why you don't like over drinking and then setting up your own rules are just easier to follow because it doesn't feel like rules. It's just like these nice limitations for an overall happier experience. That's what I really find. So for me, it was kind of like I hate a wasted day more than anything. So if I woke up, you know, feeling slow, I feel like the 50% version of myself, I just kind of get through get through what absolutely needs to happen and nothing else. Uh, I just can't wait to get back in bed. For me, what's the worst? And what, for four nights out of fun? No way to waste a whole day. Or I could be, you know, out adventuring or, you know, meeting up with a friend I haven't seen in a long time. No thanks. So I think really understand why you don't like over drinking. Talk to yourself about it is key. Also with things like this, I love to kind of journal it. You know, when you're kind of saying, okay, I am making a new game plan with how I enjoy my spirits and here is my new game plan. And I'll kind of just like jot it out because it kind of makes it more of a thing and then you remember it, whether you have cocktails, you know, twice a month or or every other day. I think the same things apply. Sometimes just writing it out and making a game plan, I think this what will work the best for me. I can still have fun. I don't feel like I'm missing out, but I avoid all those things that don't make me feel awesome. I think that one tip that most people will tell you is stick to one kind of alcohol. Now, I'm I kind of believe this, you know, like the, the different rhymes of what alcohol and you have to stick to one. But I think the way we're doing it, you can just enjoy whatever you want because you're not having that much of it. Like I think that definitely applies if you're having 10 drinks in the night. Yes, follow the rules of what drinks to drink in what order or stick to stick to one type of booze. But the way that the way that why I love these limitations the way they are is you still enjoy all the things, just not so much of it. Like if you love having a mixed drink first and then a glass of wine with dinner, perfect, have that. If we're thinking that this is like a two to three drink maximum experience, 
I really think have whatever you want because you're not having so much that those sort of rules necessarily apply, which is better because we're not going for volume here. We're going more for like drink what you want, enjoy the experience. So that's my take on the order of different alcohols. Another thing people will tell you is the different hangover products on the market, the little the little shot-like drinks or the tablets or the pills. For me, I have never found one that I, first of all, think that there's science behind it that works. And I think they're all packed with crappy ingredients. I'm obsessed with reading labels. And I think that most of them are marketing tactics. And I don't think that they work as well as all the other things that we're talking about. I've just, every time I see one, I'm like, maybe this is the one. Nope. Those are terrible ingredients. I think most of it's marketing. I think you do all the things we talked about. You eat healthy. You get your um, electrolytes in with your yummy, delicious powder. Drink your celery juice. Hydrate. Get a good night's sleep the night before. Also, the night of. One thing that I think is so important in a couple ways is not staying out too late. First of all, it's easy to not drink as much if you're not staying out as late. I joke with my husband and I say, can we please go home? Nothing good happens after midnight because I do feel like that's when things start to go downhill and it's easier to drink less if you're out for a shorter period of time. And also your body can recover from the alcohol you do drink if you get enough sleep. So I think sleep is a major factor in all of this. And I really think by following these limitations, you'll have just as much fun but you'll feel good. You know, it's like reasonable limitations. Now, what to do if you do get a hangover? Sometimes the answer is sleep. Learn your lesson and sleep it off. But eat bland foods. I think as healthy as possible. Our instinct is to have, you know, chicken fingers and fries. But I think that as quick as we can get back to putting good stuff in our body that will always make us feel better faster. So sleep, hydrate, maybe some aspirin, as much, you know, kind of bland, healthy foods as you can. Get back into your supplements and your magnesium and your electrolyte powder. I really think there's no quick fix here. Your body just needs time to recover. If I'm ever in this type of situation, I guess just in life where I feel like I've had a little a mini fail or a regret, I journal it because I'm telling you, even if I never go back and read that page again, just by writing it down, it just makes it stick in my mind more. You know how I'm sure we've all, most of us have had those times where we're like, ah, I'm never drinking again. I feel like death. This is the worst. Journal it. Journal how you feel. Journal what you drank. Journal how many, just because it makes it more of a marker for you to kind of like, okay, lesson learned. That happened. Let's move on, but let's not let it happen again, or at least not in the same way. I love feeling, I just love feeling good the next day. And it makes the experience such a better memory because what's the point if you go out, like, yes, you have fun at the wedding, but then if you spend the entire next day in bed or throwing up and sweating and all the different things that can come along with a hangover, like that kind of taints the that taints the memory and the entire experience because you just felt so miserable afterwards like there's nothing worse than a bad hangover like whether it's the pulsing head or the turning belly or the throwing up or just like that overall like how can i even exist and get through this next day like to me there is nothing there's nothing worse than that and i think it's really pretty easily avoided I think that 
These tips are all practical, they're easy, and the best part is no one even really needs to know. It's not like this life shift. I mean, unless you're the person who does like, you know, six shots in a row and then is like dancing on tables. That's a this is a life shift. Yes, and people will notice. But I think in general, for most people and most of the time, people won't even notice. Like you're still happy, you're still fun, you're still enjoying yourself. It's just in a more thoughtful and intentional way. And I think it brings so much more good stuff to your life without taking out, without removing anything. It just kind of, it's just kind of a mind shift. And I think it's so good for your overall health. You know, there are some studies that say there are some benefits to alcohol and especially different types of alcohol. But I think in general, alcohol is hard on the body. And I think it sometimes it's part of the fun and part of the part of the celebration. And I believe that we should be out living life and not being afraid of things. But I do think that in general, alcohol is so hard on the body and so toxic on the body. And I think that um, if we can learn to enjoy it, but happily in moderation, we will be so much happier overall, so much happier. I know a lot of, I know many friends who have decided not to drink at all, not because they had alcoholic tendencies, but just because, I mean, maybe I'm kind of at the age where people age out of it, but I think also it's people who really felt like their life was affected negatively, whether they got in bad patterns with it. But I'm telling you, not like alcoholic patterns, just like, you know what? I just don't feel good. I just feel crappy and it's it's taking away from my life. It's not adding to my life. I think I'm just going to remove it. And it's so, it's so, so interesting. But I think for most of us, it's more of that point where it's like, I still love a yummy cocktail. I just don't want to feel awful. I don't want to feel awful the next day. I definitely don't want to throw up. And then, you know, you go down this whole pattern and oh my gosh, I felt awful for more than one day. Or maybe you feel like hungover, straight hungover the next day, but then you're slow for like two more days after that. Like, oh, for like four to six hours of fun? No way. Oh, we have to talk about vacation drinking because that's not always as easy, right? You're on vacation. You want to wake up and go by the pool and have drinks all day and then go to dinner and have drinks at night. And it all adds up to be a lot of cocktails. Sometimes my husband, if we're on a trip like this, will be like, okay, we have to pick. Are we going to drink during the day or are we going to drink at night? We can't do both. And I'm like, no, yes, we can because we have hours on our side, right? So kind of back to the same philosophy. It's, you know, kind of from the researchers say one hour a drink. Now, there are so many different variables. How strong are the drinks that you're drinking? Also, what's your tolerance like and your body composition, your height and weight and how much you can tolerate? But I think for most people, it ends up being like a drink an hour or two to three in a session, let's call it. So if we're in Cabo and we're doing pool all day and then dinner and then kind of going out at night, I'll do the same kind of thing. I think about what would be really delicious and I'll just be very intentional. And I know going into it, I am having two or three, depending on how long we're at the pool. Obviously, you know, the longer you're there, the more you can kind of space it out and your body can kind of metabolize the alcohol. So it's the same thing, two or three during the day and then kind of little break and then two or three at night and you feel good. If you go hard all day, well, a lot of times, first of all, you might just fall asleep and miss the nighttime 
or you go hard all day. And then by the nighttime, you've just like lost your energy and you're tired and like almost a hangover is starting to form, even though you haven't slept. So I think during vacation, because that's a a big part of how so many of us decompress and relax and have fun with our friends or our partners or family, whatever it is. And you don't, if you enjoy cocktails, you don't want to be a bummer and say like, you know, I'm sober until my dinner drink. I just, if you, if you like doing both, it's just all about kind of setting those same parameters for yourself and I'll sip my drink slow. I'll like add extra fresh ice to it. And I always make sure I really like what I'm drinking, you know, and if I don't like it, I just will give it to him, give it to, give it to somebody else or, and just order something that I do like. My husband will make fun of me because I do try to order kind of specialty cocktails that are low sugar, but so fresh and so delicious with like the, the muddled mint and cucumber or mint and lime and watermelon, my favorite. And it doesn't always work. But I think it's so important if it doesn't work, especially if you're on vacation, I chalk it up to like, okay, that is $20 wasted, which I hate to do, but I know I'm having such limited drinks and I want to be, I want to feel good. So I'm not going to drink something just because I have it, or I'm not going to drink something that maybe like someone just hands me that I didn't want. Make sure that you really like what you're drinking. So then you're enjoying it and it doesn't feel like you're depriving yourself. And then I think other vacations aren't set up as much of like a, you know, a pool day and then an afternoon, but I'm telling you, it can just be so hard on the body and so much, especially if you're in Vegas. So say you're in Vegas, you wake up, you have brunch, you have a mimosa, and then you go by the pool. It's just hard to drink that long if you're just going to kind of keep drinking all day. That's why I really like kind of a break in the middle. And that doesn't always necessarily mean like a break nap. And you're unless you're the type of person who can kind of nap and recharge, which I'm not, I'm kind of like still sleepy the rest of the day. So I like um, a couple cocktails, like if you're in the pool or if you just go to lunch and you have a couple cocktails and then like a full break, it's kind of like hydrate, eat full break before you kind of do your evening. My husband calls it day drinking and night drinking. So with a little break in between. And then that way you feel good and you make it out at night and you make it the whole night. For me, enjoying drinks with food can also be so fun and so relaxing. And sometimes I will share a glass with him if I want to try different things. And I think that's a really fun way to do it. So you don't feel, you know, you still get the same experience. It's kind of like if I want to eat a dessert, I'll just eat whatever dessert I want. Uh, but I just eat half of it because I still get the same. I still get the same satisfaction of it. I just don't need to eat the entire thing, rather than depriving yourself. Like eat half the dessert, just don't eat the whole thing, or eat the cupcake but knock the frosting off the top. It's just those little things make all the difference. And I feel like it's the same thing with um, with cocktails. Sometimes, like we were on vacation and went to a tasting dinner, and every course had its own cocktail or cocktail or wine or champagne or dessert wine or whatever it is. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I wanted to experience it. Like that's why, you know, we go on vacation and that's why we work hard. But I was like, there's no way. Like it's whatever six, I think it was six or seven courses with six or seven pours. 
And now they're not full like goblets of wine, but still it was like all these different things. I was like, no way. So I've like halved each one with him. So I still experienced all the things. I just didn't consume the whole volume of it. And then I went to sleep feeling good. I slept well and then wake up feeling good because there is nothing worse than having a hangover on vacation. I will never forget the night that Craig and I got engaged in Maui a million years ago. We celebrated. We were calling friends. FaceTime did not exist at that time. We were calling friends and family and we were celebrating and I was definitely not tracking my drinks. And the next day I felt so slow and tired and hungover that um, we didn't use one of our, one of our dear friends um, kind of an older couple. He actually married us if I, if, um, a year later. Um, the, the guy in the relationship actually married the two of us. They are just like fabulous kind of like mentors to us. And they bought us a pool cabana, but at night with candles to celebrate our engagement. And I couldn't even make it there. I was so tired. It felt so sick. And I was like, what a bummer. I missed out on such a cool life experience. And listen, we had all the food brought up to the room and it was still fun in a different way. But I was like, how crazy that I missed that whole experience, like a private cabana overlooking the ocean to celebrate. I missed it because I overdrank and felt crappy. And I'll never, along those lines, I will never, since we're doing Lindsay story time, I will never forget the very last time I will ever have a hangover and I will post the picture because it's hilarious. I was at my friend Carly's birthday. Her and her husband threw a birthday party. It was a birthday party for Carly at their house and it was gorgeous and it was like this plated dinner with a chef and I brought my own Malibu Farms skinny watermelon cocktail, my favorite cocktail of all time with the organic infused cucumber vodka and like, oh, so delicious. But the problem is, it's so good. I drink, I drank it so fast, and they had the endless pour happening. So they had a, like a chef and a waiter, like beautifully pre- doing this um, dinner for us. And it was maybe like six couples, so like twelve people at one long table. But my glass was never hit the bottom, so I had no idea how much I was drinking. It kind of like my favorite cocktail just kept getting refreshed. Best thing ever. And I, and I ended the night eating Siete chips in her pantry and listen, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I mean, if I guess if that's the worst thing that I do after too many cocktails, then, you know, that's not a bad thing. But I just remember the next day feeling awful and just being like, I'm never doing this again. Like, this is it. This is my last hangover of all all time. And it totally is. That's probably been two years now. And it totally will be because I just made that switch. I am going to be intentional about how I consume alcohol because it's not worth it to me to ever feel like this ever. Um, But it was a good time. (laughs) And I died the next day when she sent me a picture of me eating in her pantry. And she's like, you even pick the healthy stuff even when you've had too much to drink. And I'm like, "Ah, I was overserved which is my favorite way of saying I overdrank. In this case, I guess I technically was overserved because there was a server. But um, if my husband ever overdrinks and wakes up in the morning, I'm like, oh, darling, were you overserved last night? Like even if he didn't go anywhere, like no one was serving him if he was making his own drinks. Um, just because I think that's way funnier than saying I overdrank. I was overserved. So anyways, 
That was my very last time of being overserved at Carly's house, eating Siete chips out of her pantry, um, just because now I have a new game planned and it works. I'm telling you, follow these tips. Be intentional ahead of time with how you are going to enjoy your cocktails. You will have fun while you're out and you will feel awesome the next day. And bonus, you will have no regrets about what you did or said or texted to people. That's the best. But again, for me, it's just about living life and celebrating in the most full way possible while still not beating up your body too bad and learning those hacks so that you can kind of have the best of both worlds. You can go out and celebrate, but still wake up, wake up early, get your exercise in and get in all your tens and all the things that make you feel happy and alive and feel like you haven't compromised anything. That's it. Those are all my tips on how to never have a hangover. I hope this really helped. I hope you think of me the next time you plan to go out and you are very intentional about your drinking. I think um, it can be so awesome for you, not just that night, but just kind of in general. For me, it's been great and I think it will be for you too. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.